Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Broadway Jets podcast. You'll know me from Twitter as NYJ Mike. I'm joined as always by the master of receipts, NYJ Matt. And today we have a very special guest, my father, Elliot. Welcome right. to the show. All right, boys. Yeah, Elliot <laughs> nice has been a. Yeah, he's been a Jets fan for many years. He's suffered and seen it all. Too, so too many years. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to be on with the master of receipts, and of course, my son. Yes. Sam, Sam Darnold's defense attorney. All right. There Let's it go. is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. Uh, we're we're gonna break down. Day, day one through three of free agency. Elliot, I'm not sure how, how much you've been in the loop here, but Joe Douglas did nothing for the first eight, ten hours of free agency. He made some big moves, getting Corey Davis, Carl Lawson, a few other guys. And then he went radio silent. For 70 hours, he signed one player, a special teamer. Now the Patriots and Jaguars have similar cap situations, and they've signed a total of 28 new guys to their team. The Jets have signed four uh, what do you think so far about Joe Douglas's moves and anything stand out to you? I like what he's doing. I like that he's not panicking. The pass rusher we needed desperately lost him. is terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Davis is a very nice player. I don't know much about the guy from the Lions, but so far we still have a lot of money. And for some reason, I trust Joe Douglas. So I, I think he has a method to his madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I trust Robert Salah too. I, I bring this yes. up all the time. If you're hiring a babysitter, you're not hiring Adam Gase. You don't trust that guy to watch after your children. No. You get a real nice father with like 11 kids like Robert Salah, and he comes in here with Joe Douglas, who we trust, two guys making the decisions finally. And you could tell Carl Lawson when he signed, he's a top-edge guy out there, and he said the first thing that he thought of when signing was having that head coach with him. You would never have gotten that with Adam Gase here. Mike, any quick takeaways on Carl Lawson and, and the move so far? Carl Lawson has been electric <clears throat> on Twitter. He keeps he's posting good. ridiculous videos of him saying J-E-T-S, and he's packing his Jets bag. And he had a little press conference today. He said he seems like a really good guy. He reminds me a lot of Quinnen. I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up for Lawson. The front seven is going to be dangerous. I, I, could, I hope the Jets keep Mosley at this point, even though he's a scumbag. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, you're right, Mike. It's crazy what one guy does for your front seven. Because two days ago, I, when I was looking at the front seven for the Jets, I'm not afraid of it. I'm happy that Quinn's a, a disruptor. Well, it's only like, two guys because you got Mosley too. Right. And I, I like Foley against the run. And you plug in one guy like Carl Lawson and the things he can open up for Quinn. Two of them on the line, Quinnen historically has been great against the run. He showed up against the pass last year. I'm excited about the front, but I want to move to Corey Davis because when he came out of Western Michigan, he had 15-plus touchdowns, top-five pick, didn't live up to the hype, was in a run-heavy offense, but last year had a, a really solid year. Elliot, do you view Corey Davis as like a number-one guy, or is he a good piece to add to the offense? He's like between a number one and a number two, but mm-hmm. you know what? I, that's fantastic because we've we've been working with number fours the last few years, so this is amazing for us. I, 
I really liked it. And the guy had a thousand yards and missed two games last year. That's a very dangerous guy. This is going to be very good for us. You know? And we're not nearly through yet. I think there's still so much money, so many draft picks. We're, uh, we're in very good position. That's my, my real opinion. And usually I'm negative. <laughs> yeah. I tweeted out that Corey Davis is on page for like 1,130 yards last year. And if he actually did that, if he played 16 games, he probably would have got more money than the Jets gave him. Right. I don't. I don't think he would have signed for no. twelve and a half Very million with that with actual number. Yeah. So, and plus, people forget Corey Davis in twenty eighteen had also eight hundred ninety yards. So he's like, he's like Robbie Anderson, and then this year had a very good year, also like Robbie Anderson. But and sometimes it takes guys. A, yeah, sometimes it takes guys a few years to mature too. You know, this is he's not old. He's still a young guy. Worth a shot. I like it. Twenty five. There's been a lot of guys like that. I agree. Like mm-hmm. Kynes Ward comes to mind, but a lot of these young receivers, rookie receivers don't usually have great years. And obviously, Cordy is not a rookie. He's in his, he played four years. But, yeah, maybe he, he learned more about his body, and he caught 70% of his passes last year. is a crazy number. So if the Jets target him, you know, he only had 92 targets last year. If he has 140, 150, like a real number one. Uh, but we'll see what kind of offense you know the Jets are going to run. I don't know if the old 49ers offense is – Speaking of that, I have to say that I want the Jets to even more go after Deshaun Watson now. I know that there's probably more accusers than people watching this podcast that he has, but still, I want him to get him now because it's like you get him like a Groupon. Maybe we'll get him 40% off. Let's say we'll give him the first two number one picks and the last third pick. Done. They might do it. They might panic. It doesn't hurt to try <laughs> People are arguing they wouldn't give three firsts, two seconds. You're, you have four first-round picks, and you're a shitty team, so you have the number two pick in the second round. So you practically have three first-round picks this year anyway. You have to make the move. It's unbelievable that people even argue it. You get a top-five quarterback. You have a head coach you love. You have a GM who has a brain. So I, I'm very excited if they trade for him. But right now, I, th- I do think the Jets are the third option, second option. I think the Panthers – and Miami are, are very, very in on Deshaun Watson as well. But the Jets have the best package, so we'll see where they end up going. Yes. No one can offer better than the Jets. No one. They it's don't so have close. to offer as much now, Mike. That's the beautiful thing about this. You yeah. can get him at a discount. This is when you strike while the iron is hot. Let's get this guy. Give him two number ones on our two. They'll probably take in a run. Everyone's I wonder if the it. Dolphins are thinking the same thing, though. That's the problem. Maybe no one yeah, can do But it's definitely – if you trade him today, you definitely would – get a better value than you yes literally a, a week ago but how much it's interesting and, and also real quick a lot of people immediately immediately truly believe the texans were involved in leaking this story <laughs> what do the texans have no. gained from this it's oh, it hurts the, it hurts the texans and people are like yes. you are naive to even consider that the fact that the texans weren't involved i'm like they first <laughs> off like probably weren't involved and for a multi hundred million dollar organization to consider putting this out there and again slandering their young quarterback right it just hurts their trade value it doesn't make any sense if if that ever came out then no one would ever sign with the texans again right very fair (laughs) can't do that it's insane very fair um but also this so what's up with this dan feeney so dan feeney is a, a center guard that the judge signed about 30 minutes ago he played for the chargers He's a former third-round pick out of Indiana, so Big Ten guards usually play well. 
he struggled throughout his first four years, but he stayed healthy, was a constant starter on that team. So I think Joe Douglas is doing what he did with Jonathan Harrison, what he did with Josh Andrews, a guy that can be a backup center guard. You can throw him in there whenever you want. So I, I think it's a good signing. I don't think it's going to be crazy, but a lot of people aren't happy about it right now. Well, it's much better than Josh Andrews because Josh Andrews never started a game before he came to the Jets. And this guy has started the last 48 games for the Chargers. So that's good. That's but I'm, I'm disappointed with Joe Douglas. And I tweeted this yesterday and got a little bit of, of shit for it. With his, I was very specific, and people don't read things. So I'm disappointed with Joe Douglas and how he has approached the offensive line, and especially the interior offensive line, because if there's ever a time to go out and overpay for a certain position at a certain time, I think it's right now with the Jets, with the interior offensive line. There's top-heavy sure. free agency. Top-heavy free agency of you had Thune and you had Lindsley, and we didn't know Rodney Hudson was available, and then he was, and the Jets – I know the Jets, uh, it was reported, didn't call Corey Lindsley's camp. I don't know what happened with Rodney Hudson. And then Thune is tough because Thune went to play for the Chiefs and got eight. A lot of money. So, that yeah, that's tough. I understand that. But, but man, the Jets have the most money. They have all the leverage because all these teams don't have money. The Jets have all the money. And You're right. we have a glaring need interior offensive line. We have a million holes to fill, but you have a lot of assets to do it. So the Jets are smart. They're, they're doing things well. Like they're not overpaying these other positions. You got Corey Davis on a good contract. You got uh, Carl Lawson on a, on a solid contract compared to the other pass rushers. But then you're just going to ignore your interior offensive line. And the Jets did the same thing last year. They signed George Fant for $10 million. And then Jack Conklin signed for $14 million with the Browns and then was all pro. And and George Fant's like the 20th ranked right tackle. So I'm frustrated with it. I don't want to bargain hunt for certain positions when it's clear cut that there's a few guys that are way ahead of the other guys. Very fair. Very fair point. It's a good point. I think my biggest fear going into this offseason is the Joe Douglas think that his front office and the Jets are smarter than everybody else because they're doing completely unconventional. Are they looking around like, oh, everyone's overpaying for these guys. We're making smart, low-key moves. Yeah, you did that last year and you went 2-14. and 14. Joe Douglas yes. owns 2-14 and 14 just as much as Adam Gase did. For it's sure. True. So we trust him. He went 2-14 and 14 and the Johnsons gave him complete control of the organization. Adam That's Gase him. went 7-9 and nine without Joe Douglas and then went 2-14 and 14 with him, which is hilarious, but I, <laughs> it's so stupid. That's scary. It's That's scary. Really it's it's nerve-wracking. <laughs> And we think Joe Douglas had a good draft. No, Matt, go. Yes. It, it's the it's the I'm the smartest one in the room, and I'm doing it, and no one really knows how brilliant I am. You'll see, and hopefully we will see. But you can't ignore if you're the offensive line whisperer, you can't let Conklin and Williams go in free agency last year. You can't not pick up the phone for Lindsey. You, you have to go after Thune like he did. He probably went after him, and it didn't happen. Yeah. All good, but uh, I think the reason why Jets fans are nervous is the more free agency that go off the board. You're sitting there and you're sorry, where are these middle-level guys that we're going to put in there? The Jets have four glaring holes on their roster currently. And it, and where's where's the need going to come through? Hopefully the draft, but, you know, draft picks don't always hit. The Jets are historically known for not being able to re-sign a guy that's been on their team for a first or second round draft pick. So you have all these draft picks, you have to hit them or these holes are going to continue to add up. What are your four holes right now? Two guards, a corner... I would say two guards, a corner, and you can split these half an edge right now or half yeah. at a running back. So Right. Yeah, the running back. Yes. And a tight end, too, Definitely. probably. You have to have another yes. tight end. It, I it's weird. Brian I know, too. I keep forgetting. I know <laughs> we need a tight end, and yeah. I just keep in my brain saying, you know, 
Chris Herndon is in the system. Like, he's going to be fine. Like, I, I actually am way more worried about the other positions than a tight end, even though yeah. it is a huge need because Chris Herndon's fucking terrible. Like, the Giants signed Kyle Rudolph for nothing today. It was so smart. And then maybe Gerald Everett, but I think Gerald Everett's going to get overpaid because he's young and athletic and the same reasons why they just keep signing these other guys. All the potential, but I don't know. I wish Herndon wasn't such an asshole. If he just looked like not an asshole when he was doing stuff, he looks lethargic and he doesn't give a shit. I, I, he dropped three or four glaring passes, but the, my problem with Chris Herndon last year is he just wasn't using the offense. If he was targeted like 80, 70 times, and then he just dropped a lot of balls, didn't do anything, I get it. Adam Gaze has been yeah. him in the entire year. He talked about how great Chris Herndon was, that he was the key of this offense going into 2020, <laughs> and they never fucking used him. So, uh, Maybe if he was a 37-year-old running back, they would use him more. <laughs> That's all he did. <laughs> and, and we can touch on the running back thing real quick. The fact that Adam Gase ran Frank Gore early on in the year, right? You think he can run north to south, give you a lot of like tough yards. He's a veteran. I get it. It's stupid, but I get it. When the Jets are 0-8, you have to give every carry to Josh Adams, Ty Johnson, or Michael P. Ryan. You have you know to. How, you know how damaging yes. it was to our organization that he didn't do that? We have no idea now. <laughs> He's such an asshole. Because, Elliot, so I a huge know. thing, Josh Adams yeah. was picked by Douglas when he was in Philadelphia. They liked him, but Philadelphia had a, a, a cluttered running back room. The Jets claimed him off waivers. And last year... In over 25 attempts, which is obviously very small, he was like second in the NFL in yards per carry, first in the in the NFL in yards after contact. What if you gave him a sample size of 80 to 120 rushing yards, rushing attempts at the end of the year, and you, he's good? Then you're like, oh shit, maybe I not only have a running back two, he can be the guy next year. Or Ty Johnson, fast, swift. He had two touchdowns. Both of them touchdowns. were great. Ty Johnson and Josh Adams were both really effective. Like it's said, complete yeah. incompetence that we didn't do it. Yeah, right. Adam, the thing is, we got him much cheaper now because he has no stats. That's true also. That's, that is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Josh <laughs> Adams averaged, yeah, averaged five and a half yards a carry. Ty Johnson are 4.7. They're both very effective. Yeah. And Frank Gordon, 187 carries. P. Ryan is not P. Ryan that is impressive. Yeah. No, that was a waste I, of a pick. We should not take any more people from Florida. Every time we take them, they suck. And Except time. Marcus May. Marcus May has been very good. Yes, you're right. Marcus May is absolutely right. He's but the whole, the whole fourth round is a disaster so far. Even third yes. round, Jabari Zuniga. Yeah. That's, that's a third round pick. And he was but Hall will make up for it. I <laughs> like funny. Hall. Bryce Hall is great. I really do. I think he's going to be one of our starters. And they should get the guy from the Rams, the, the number 22, the fast guy. He's that's a great corner. Troy Take Hill. Take him and be done. Hill. I think Troy Hill got signed like an hour ago. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's – that's, that's just, You just – he asked – Elliot asked me before, did Troy Hill get signed? I was like, no, nah, he's still – So I so, want <laughs> him. I know. I know. Adoree yeah, Jackson, right. Jackson is out there. Titans fans were furious that they let him go. 25 years old, young. He could be that corner. But – There's some really cool Adoree Jackson stats that go around Twitter that – over the last four years, he's like the fourth highest rated cornerback in terms of outside man-to-man coverage in the whole Ooh, NFL. We, wow. But he but he missed, whatever, 13 games last year. And I think it's important to note, too, Bless Austin is a guy that we came into this year, oh, maybe he can to like shine as a cornerback, too, and he didn't. But I feel so much more comfortable Bless Austin being a backup 
than yes. these other shitheads. Because if if Brian Poole, if they do re-sign him, goes down, I feel okay with JaVale and Gertie, what he did at the end of the year. If yeah. you if Bryce Hall goes down, I'm fine with Plus Austin going in there and playing. Not as the initial starter. But that's exactly. what we, we were talking about that, me and my dad, that the, the Jets sucking the last few years and having to use all of these guys like – Harvey Lange and Neville Hewitt is turning these guys into very solid backup players. Yes, that you yes. feel comfortable with coming in. Yeah, and I now I we just need to start it. But that's the thing. That's what Joe Douglas is yeah. just doing. Nothing is annoying. Yeah. Like, and we it's probably smart. And and we made the analogy of an auction draft. Yeah, you, you know. I hate to do this, and I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Douglas because I do love Joe Douglas, but he is part responsible for what happened on the field last year. You can go down there and tell Adam Gage, go fuck yourself. You're giving Josh Adams the carries. I'm going to make Frank Gore active. You can go and say, Denzel yes. Mims was targeted seven times the final four games. Seven times for your That's unbelievable. big receiver that you, that you got. And then I love how in the beginning it's always, you know, the Adam Gage's fault, but now people don't like Sam. So Sam was the reason oh, why Sam's Denzel fault Mims wasn't Tim's, targeted. Yeah. Just a complete uh, revisionist no. history. And yes, there were times that Sam missed Mims, and you see the, the footage, and okay, he was targeted seven no, times. You got to throw him the ball. No, Sam, is, Sam is trying to win a card game with Jack High. It's impossible. I mean, the poor guy, we know he had a, a – you know, it's not fair to judge him. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I'm so, so sick of the Sam argument. I do want to yeah, go back – we did. I don't think we gave we gave justice to Gerard Davis, the linebacker from the Lions, former twenty three overall pick, I believe, first yep. rounder. He was an ascending player. First pick, twenty first. He was an ascending player. They thought that Patricia didn't like him in the scheme, wasn't a scheme fit. He just, I think he's just a maniac. Like he's just like a ripped dude that plays inside linebacker that wants to kill everyone every play. And Salah like and Douglas said, we want a guy who lives and breathes football twenty four seven. We don't want. We'd rather someone who is so into the game and maybe we take a risk on him than someone who just doesn't give a shit. And, and maybe that's a juju type player who's off the field. He's a maniac. But I, I like the signing. It, Mosley's future is now in question. I, I don't know. Can I both think that, of them, I think Davis is going to play like the outside linebacker. Though. I think play it's okay. The, because okay. technically in the 4-3, we haven't played a 4-3 really. The Jets have been a 3-4 for the last Forever. however long. So, what do you think we could get for Mosley if we trade him? Who knows? Because he's still owed twenty-two million. But the 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 problem, the good thing for the Jets is this year, or the the benefit to trading him is that he only is making seven million this year. Cool. So you could say, hey, look, because the Jets gave him a ten million dollars uh, roster bonus last year, and then he opted out. So that money got split between mm-hmm. two years. So he's only owed seven million next year. So that's a bargain for this year. Maybe they'll right. keep him. Ourselves. Well, the Jets could say, hey, look, that would be the reason to trade him. You could say, hey, look. You're getting right. a former pro, four-time Pro Bowler for seven million, and so I'm like, okay. Yeah. Or they just could just keep him. I think we they'll keep, keep him. Myself, I, think. I would love yeah. to keep him because he plays the middle, and then you have Gerard Davis on one side, and right now Blake Cashman slated, slated to play the other side because Hewitt is a free agent. But you need those. It's you know, it's it's like you have three middle linebackers in this four-three defense, and you have the two edge rushers, and then Quinnen and either Foley or John Franklin Myers will be in the middle. I think Hewitt will get re-signed. Every player on the defense comes out and thinks Hewitt is a top 10 inside linebacker in the NFL. Obviously not true, but Quinnen tweets about him all the time. You'll see guys like Arthur Millett always posts about Neville Hewitt. Random guys in defense love him. So if the Jets get him back for a one-year, $4.5 million deal, they, they're sitting on a pile of cash right now. If you bring a guy back that you think has been in your organization, you can't field 15 new starters next year it'd be good it'd be okay to bring Hewitt back so I, I don't mind that yeah. at all 
Um, Me too. But Gerard Davis, I'm, uh, if if you look at there's a before and after picture of him from 2018 to 2019, he was kind of like a, a chubby guy. He has like a 12 pack right now. He looks like a maniac. So I'll take him on my team any day. He pulls a Laurent Landry where he takes steroids and kills people on the field. I'll take, I'll take it. Me yeah. too. By the way, his now, 2018 was great. What are you going to say? Now the big question I have to ask you, we've talked about these ridiculous obscure players enough. What do you want to do with Sam? I want you on the record, both of you, at this exact moment. Matt, you first. I'll what go first because Mike will go, go deep into it. Yes. We've been consistent on this podcast. On Twitter, Elliot, I know you don't have a Twitter, but you'll see no. that going into year three, 95% of the fans loved this guy. They said he's a guy. He is a, un, unequivocally the guy. 2020, you have to start every conversation with Sam played bad. He played bad. In the areas that he could control, he was terrible. Now in the areas he couldn't control, his head coach, and I I bring up the stat a lot, passing went down at an alarming rate. Head coach gives him no chance. Wide receiver play, horrible. Tight end play, horrible. No run game. A defense that was shaky the entire year. I I give him the benefit of the doubt, and and we talk about it all the time. If you tell me, Matt, I'm taking Zach Wilson at two. I don't think Sam's the guy. I think his ceiling is a top 18 quarterback. I think Zach Wilson can be a top 12 quarterback. I say, you know what? I hear you 100%. You think Justin Fields is a guy. I get it. You said we got to trade for Watson, Wilson. There's no other way. I'm on board. If, if I'm Joe Douglas and Carolina or Atlanta or another team wants to move up and take this Zach Wilson can't miss guy and they give you three ones or two ones and two twos, you have every fucking draft pick in the world, and Joe Douglas yes. is an expert drafter. I would run it back with Sam, and, and that's what I would do. I, that, that is an unpopular take, but that's what I would that's do. That's a fair take. But also one more thing. Back in the day, quarterbacks didn't move around as much as they're doing now. This past offseason, quarterbacks were flying around to different teams. Good quarterbacks were going to different teams. So if, you, if Sam does not play well in 2022, which would be a disaster in this scenario, you do have the draft capital. You do have the flexibility to try to move up and get a guy. And you can't always say, and Mike says it all the time, you can't go out there and say, oh, the next great quarterback will be in the draft and you'll get him. But damn, we drafted this guy at three and he was great. Not great, but he was good to a great in the final eight games of last year or two years ago. I would run it back with him, and and I'm going to pass it to Mike because Mike has a lot more to okay. say on this. All right, Mike. Yeah, look, <clears throat> 2019, second half of the year, Sam Darnold, like Matt just said, ended the season 6-2, 13 touchdowns, four picks, over 62% completion percentage, 243 yards a game, legit. It's legit. That's your guy. Everyone's convinced he's the guy. You you then watch 2020 with, and then that's with Gase. And then you watch 2020 with again with Gase, with who we all call the worst coach we've seen since Rich Kotite. And he has a bum shoulder. And the first six weeks he's playing with Jehu Chiasson and Lawrence Cager and Chris Hogan and Frank Gore and Becton is in and out of the lineup. And it's a disaster. And it doesn't look good. I'll take the chance that Sam is better than Zach Wilson, and I'm and I'm not betting that that Zach Wilson is better than Sam, because what you're betting is the second pick. You're literally gambling the second pick that's that Zach Wilson is going to be ten, a legend, like a, a great quarterback. 
And again, there's always going to be a second quarterback in the draft. Zach Wilson came out of nowhere. And Matt references this too, that you can have the Joe Burrow effect where you just come out of nowhere and become great. And that's fine. And Zach Wilson could be great, but there's going to be the second guy. If, and, and the difference, so I always ripped the Giants for 2018. They didn't take a quarterback. They didn't have a quarterback. They had Eli Manning was 36 and 37. And they took a running back with the, whatever, the second pick. And the Jets took Sam three. I ripped the Giants. This is a different scenario. They just have a 23-year-old quarterback on the roster. So you're betting the second pick that the 21-year-old quarterback you're drafting is better than the 23-year-old guy you just saw throw, throw 13 touchdowns, four picks over the last final eight games of 2019. And that's why when we were watching the Jet games last year and the Jets are 1-12, and 12, and I'm like, I need Sam to not throw for 180 yards in this game because the Jets need to keep this guy. It's a, it would be a mistake, I think. But to Matt's point, if you think that Sam sucks, if you think that Sam's going to go somewhere else and be good, then you have to keep Sam. That's a stupid take. There's no reason to trade Sam. If you think that Sam sucks and he has shown a pattern of turning the ball over too much since college and he doesn't see the field well and he's just not going to be a top 15 quarterback, move on. And you think Zach Wilson's great. I agree. Fine. I don't think that. I think Sam is going to be great. I think he's electric. I think a lot of today's quarterback play in football is determined on scheme and coaching and personnel around you. And there's only a few things that could differentiate you. And Sam has those things. He has the it factor. He's electric. He makes unbelievable plays. He gets out of the, outside of the pocket and makes things happen. He can make every throw. He throws the ball over the field well. People forget he's deadly accurate, especially on the run. That's one of his best features. So Sam has the things that distinguish him from some of these other guys in the league. He's not a statue. Um, so I would continue with him. I don't, you know, I think some of the things that people get excited about Zach Wilson with the way he moves around and makes these impressive throws. I think Sam does the same things. So why are you going to give up the second pick? I rather have the second pick and maximize it than the financial flexibility you get from uh, drafting a guy. I like the loyalty and it is another fair take. And plus it's not only that you're going to get Sam plus all those picks you can get for the second pick. So it's really, it's a very interesting, you can maximize that pick argument. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. Ones, two twos? Yeah, it could be a very good team very quickly. Me, I'm all in on Deshaun. Let's go. I want to try (laughs) to get him right now while he's being accused by nine people. I want it. I think the frustration (laughs) that Mike and I have is that on Twitter, and I know a lot of people are just, they want the new toy. I get it. You can't even bring up the idea of, you know, I think there's a dialogue where you can have to bring Sam back. Like a lot of things in the world today, there are two extremes and you cannot have a conversation about either one of them. Like politics, of course. (laughs) You can make a lot of analogies. I'll let people do it on their own. But if I bring up, I think there's an avenue to to bring Sam back. You immediately get bombarded and like murdered by it. And I'm just more, okay, whatever. Now, personally, what is a different question is what will the Jets do? If I had to put my money on what they will do, I think they take Zach Wilson at two. I think they're going to do it. I agree. I think they're going to do it. And I I also think, and I've made this point before, I think Justin Fields is more pro-ready. And I think what Justin Fields has done against better competition is more impressive, like way more impressive. But they they look at Mahomes and what he did, they they love Zach Wilson. If you think that, Matt, that we should trade down from number two and get it, uh, Wilson and get more people, and again, that was get a field and a whole bunch of guys. We could get a lot for it. 
I agree. I think if you are Joe Douglas and you want to move off Sam, I think you have to say it too, just because if a team like Atlanta hops up from four to two, and then you're like, oh, I'm at four, I think I can get Fields still. What if they take Fields? Or I can still get Wilson, and then a team trades up to three like Carolina with Miami and takes it. I think if they oh, want that's to move off him. That's the problem is. The problem is if you like a rookie quarterback, and this kind of has been the new school of thinking, you have to take him anytime you immediately have a pick. And it makes sense. If you did a, like a quote-unquote redraft, like sometimes you see they'll do like, oh, we'll redraft the 2018 draft class, and then the best guys just go first, you would have done anything. It's the same thing with like if you redrafted 2000, Tom Brady would go number one. He went number 199. So you would just take him. Like if you think that's your guy, you would just take him. So the Jets' moves that they've made to this point seem to signal that they're that it would make the most sense to trade down and keep Sam. But that's completely speculative, and there's a lot of time left in free agency. The Jets could go out and sign Trey Turner, the guard. They could go out and do a bunch of things where you're like, oh, my God, they're going to definitely draft Zach Wilson. To this point, I I, I, and I have no idea. I, I would just assume right now – I think there's a better chance Sam is a just quarterback in 2021 than there was one week ago. There, Elliot, I, I have a hypothetical yes. for you. I have a hypothetical. So we'll, we'll throw some at you just to, to get you going. <laughs> Would you give up drinking for one whole year if it means that you can go back and pick any Jets team to make a Super Bowl run and win it? So right now you don't drink for one year. But if you look back in history, the Jets had a Super Bowl run any year you can pick from, and they win it. Wow, that's a hard question. That's, that's a really good hypothetical. Oh, that really is a hard question. Oh, should take a I mean, if I'm being perfectly as I will take a zip of How about six months? Can I do that? And then go to the AFC Championship game. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to see that. All right, I would say uh, one year. Oh my god! I Which say no. Year? I'm not giving up the drinking fun. <laughs> I mean, I could pick eight. I, if I did pick it, I would say I would pick uh, 2010 because I'd want you to be able to watch it with me. Oh, that's that answer. Like, Damn, that's really good. Yes. I thought you were going to say like what I would. So if I, <laughs> I think you say no, 1982. I would want Mike to watch it. No, I love 1982. I love Daryl Ray. I love Freeman McNeil. But I would pick that so you can watch it. And also, of Great. course, the Master of Receipts. The Master of Receipts. Yes. 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 Like, good answer. Now, yes. if it was six yes. months, I'm curious what yes. six months you would take. Yes. What, what mm. six months would you take if you I were would to take, do Oh. You're not touching the summer, I don't think. Okay. Right? You love drinking on the beach. Never. I can't. Summer, I can't even do one month. I would say <laughs> in the middle of the winter, like uh, from the day after Christmas, six months later. That's it. Got you. You would find a new yeah. vice. You would start, you know. I would smoke or do something. Smoke I don't or have to do gamble. That. We'll get you a jewel. Yeah, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I would do something for sure. <laughs> put this, I put this on Twitter today. It was yeah. fun. I put uh, my favorite Jets free agent signings of my lifetime were, well, it was just like some of my favorite. I, I put Alan Fanica. I'm curious to see what you guys think. I had Calvin Pace was a really good free agent him. signing. <laughs> but he's statistically one yes, of the better free agent yeah. signings in team history. And then I had Eric Decker was another good free agent signing that the Jets made. 
And then the two obvious ones are. Yes. Well, let's see. What, what do you guys think? The two obvious Jets free agent signings of all time, because free agency is not for. It only started with 1993. Is that? I think that's the year. I'll let Elliot go first. Who would yeah. you say? You go first, Matt. Well, uh, he, it, it's like a dumb answer, but for me, I'm not looking at the quality on the field in 2015. <laughs> in 2015, when they brought back Revis, that is literally my favorite thing that ever happened. It was unbelievable because we. It was like a rumor, right? So he went. He was so the, happy, but it's a bad move. He yes. he was in the Pro Bowl in 2015, but you, you, we, a horrible contract, really bad. But he, yes. there was a rumor that came out. He got his ring. He wants to come back at money. You know, the Johnsons loved him. Idzik made the trade. New GM, new head coach, and there's a rumor that he can come back. And we were like, "There's no way." They trade for Marshall in the off season. Now you have Decker, who was there the year before. Your offense is pretty good. We need that corner. And they sign him. Like, it's an unbelievable moment. I cannot believe that they did it. Yes. So you get Revis. My other one, and not great in hindsight, but Le'Veon Bell. Like, when they got Le'Veon Bell, we were getting an all-pro, and it's dumb to say, but in a fancy football draft, he was the number one or two pick every year. Like, he's that meaningful for your team. And there was rumors, you know, the Jets can pay him. For two years, people were talking about it. He liked to tweet that... You need to pay him a million, like a hundred million dollars to play for the Jets. Like, I didn't think it was possible. And I had my housemate. I said, Look, for the entire free agency, I go, if, if Le'Veon Bell becomes a Jet, you wake me up at any time of the night and you tell me. 1 30 in the morning, his rap album released and he, he said he was signing with the Jets. I got, I got woken up and immediately FaceTime Mike. It was <laughs> an awesome moment. We had a number one running back who also the number one receiver. Loved it and Very it didn't cool. work out. By the way, breaking news, Brashad Perryman just signed with the Lions. Good. Where his Good father get, played. God, get rid of him. Good uh, riddance. The two obvious Jets free agent signings, by the way, are Curtis Martin and Kevin Mawai. Are like the two main Kevin Mawai, I love. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. What a, what a beautiful play. And that's what the Jets should learn a lesson from now. When we have good centers like him and Mangle, we always did good. You can't win with this guy McGovern I don't think he's that good at all I would I would go after the Patriots center that's uh, out there right now if I you could interesting look the stats say look McGovern was good in Denver and he was really good in the second half I have no problem with McGovern and I'm just annoyed that the Jets said Connor Hughes reported that the Jets did not call Corey Lindsley's camp who was the all pro center for the Green Bay Packers they didn't call his camp because they had McGovern Fuck that. Just move McGovern to guard. Exactly. He he gave up six sacks, the most of any center out of all the NFL. I, he's nothing. I don't know what they love about him. Yeah. By the way, the I Jets did sign Kevin Y, Curtis Martin, and Vinny Testaverde in the same offseason, which is just so that, cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so cool. That's true. Oh, my God. That's true. Holy shit. The 98 oh, Curtis Jets. Martin. The 98 yeah. Jets should have won the date. They were the second best team that year. The best team really didn't even get to the Super Bowl was the Vikings, honestly, at that year. And the Jets really would have beat the hell out of the Falcons. What a shame. We were right halfway there. <laughs> ah, it hurts. Another vicious year. <sighs> what are we going to do? Yeah. Tough, yeah. tough team to root for. <laughs> I had another point, too, on the center argument, oh. and it really pissed me off. So Tyler Baidez was, like, the number two center coming out of the draft last year from, from Wisconsin. Iowa? Oh, Wisconsin, yeah. And I, I was like, this dude, and everyone, he did like the classic, played for four years, gave up like one sack in four years as a center, which 
he, he just did everything right, and he went in the fourth round. And I just you wanted kept, him. We I all kept, wanted him. Yeah, yeah. You'll find every tweet about me wanting him. In the NFL last year, the highest run block win rate as a center, number one, Tyler Baidez as a rookie. Corey Lindsley, two. Jason Kelsey was three. So I, I, it's that type of move where I get – like I, I hear, man. I think what you're just saying is like Joe Douglas again thinks he's the smartest guy in the room all the like, time. It's like, annoying. You have a need at center and guard. You had it, and like I get you get McGovern. You think he's great. You take James Morgan. Like I just it pisses me off beyond belief. And and we wanted Bryce Hall in the fifth round, and he did it. Another we wanted Bryce Hall in the fourth round, and then we got lucky. Yes. <laughs> he went as we, a still there we the wanted round. Denzel Mims. He traded back. We got him anyway. We, we got, got lucky. lucky. Yeah. He's right. done things where we banged the table and we said do it. Like we get Carl Lawson. We need an edge guy. He did it. Get Hall, get Mims. This one always pisses me off because he objectively was a number. He was a number one center as a rookie, which there weren't a lot of rookie centers. But it's it's upsetting. And and breaking news: two cornerbacks just went off the market. Desmond King, former Titans cornerback, went to the Texans. Then oh. Kevin Johnson went to the Texans. No, he was on the Texans. He went he to the, the, the Titans. The, the Texans Titans get another corner. Texans get a corner. Elliot, Richard Sherman, do you like him? Do you bring him in? I like Richard Sherman. I do. I think he's tough as nails. He'd be great to mentor everyone. But I don't know how much he has left, so I'm a little bit scared of that. You know, I, Statistically, I, he's been very, very good the last two years. And the last one, he played five games. But the year before, he was great. Listen, at this point, I would take it. I, I really would. He's just his leadership alone. Salah knows him great, you know. I would, I would roll the dice with Richard Sherman. He's a winning player. I agree. I heard a cool thing. I heard the Jets have some – well, I saw Michael Nania tweeted that the Jets should go after K.J. Wright. So K.J. Wright has been a linebacker on the Seahawks for the last eight, ten years. The whole Legion of Boom, that whole thing, he was there. He's been there. He's still there. He's a free agent. Richard Sherman was, of course, there. Some of those guys bringing that – culture, bringing the, the toughness, toughness, some yeah. veterans, because we need some, you can sign all the 25-year-olds you want. You have to have a real professional full roster to develop every guy. And that's why I wanted an, an interior offensive lineman so bad, the same reason I want Sherman. Because if you get Sherman, that helps Bryce Hall. It helps Carl Lawson. Yes. It helps the pass rush. It helps everything. If you get KJ Wright, another solid guy, him, Mosley, Gerard Davis. Bang, you have a real linebacker yeah. core. You can't have a whole team of every time every guy is like a young guy who could be great, could be great. Right, the way right. these guys realize their potential is when you have Richard Sherman on the other side of you, so maybe he locks down the number one. We could let Bryce Hall play the number two, and you have Carl Lawson and Quinn going after the quarterback. Yes. You build a real team. I agree have, with you. Yeah, it's frustrating. And maybe they're doing that. That's why they're not taking any of these corners. Maybe Richard Sherman is the way they're going to go. I hope. I, I hope mind. so. And and again, so this is my hope. I hope Joe Douglas has a plan, and I hope the plan is that he's playing in a fantasy football auction draft. And the first, you know, he has the most money left. Everyone's being crazy. They're spending all the money on these guys. He got a couple of solid guys that he likes early. And then and wait. he waits, wait he waits, he waits. Yeah. And then you get – everyone on a discount, really talented yes. players on a discount because statistically the salary cap went down. It's a fact. Even though we keep seeing in the NFL ridiculous salary cap uh, maneuvers. maneuvers is the word, right? Yeah. It's At some point, these teams run out of money because there's literally less money to go around. So the Jets have the money. Maybe he pounces then and, and makes a couple moves that we really love. And I think, I, I hope that's the strategy. And, I, and if it is, that's 
fantastic. Yeah, you got to do it yeah. soon. You got to do it soon yeah. because, again, if if he tells Sherman, we'll give you one year, ten million, right? Hypothetically, right. And Sherman's like, thank you, awesome. I'd love to play with Slaw again. I'm gonna hit the open market. And Douglas, when he's at the door, says, all right, you know what? When you go to the open market, call me no matter what happens and what deal you're about to get, and I'll see if I can match it. Maybe he has that handshake agreement with like five guys right now, and everyone's like, my market really isn't where I thought it was going to be. Let me go ahead and see if I can get more. And then they end up coming back to the Jets. It's very possible. I don't know. It's very strange, though, that they, they've literally signed five, six people compared to like the 15s of the Patriots and Jaguars who have the money as well. So we have, we have a lot of needs and, yeah. and, and I agree with you, Matt. It's scary because at a certain, again, at a point you have to get the guys that you want. So if I'm, if I'm doing this fantasy football auction draft and I'm Joe Douglas and I have the most money, there are a couple of guys that I really do want. Maybe, and, and, and maybe it's Corey Davis, maybe it's Carl Lawson, but maybe there's a couple more that are a little bit, you know, it's a little bit nerve wracking because you don't want to get all the scraps again and then go fucking two and 14 again. And I don't want to end the off season sitting on 25 million where in, in July we're writing articles on our website that <laughs> we want Jadavian Clowney and we would have been wrong, but you know, yeah. what's the difference? What's the difference? We didn't use the money anyway. Right. There's some weird thing with the rollover cap and me and Mike will never understand it, but there. The Jets end up having more cap this year because they rolled over more. It was like yes, a they did, and they were smart, and they understood, yes. I think, that the cap was going to go down, which we're not. You know, and look, yeah. maybe Joe Douglas is the smartest guy in the room. We're stupid, and that's fine, but I hope. <laughs> at some point, you have to build a fucking team. Yes. I agree, and I, the weird thing, too, is I think they, their guy was Corey Davis and Carl Lawson. I think that was their guy. We're like, we're not missing Ian, on these people. Ian Rapport did report that the Jets' number one receiver number was Number one, and it's fascinating, too, because Nelson Aguilar went for more money than Corey Davis. Horrible contract. Really bad contract by the Patriots. Uh, I, I, look, I'm fine with it. I, looking at this offseason as a whole, I like it. I think you have to judge the offseason that they hired a real head coach. Like, that's part of the offseason. That's part of it. And we still have a long time to go. Don't judge until the end. Yeah, we have a lot of time left. You get a head coach. You get an offensive coordinator that has a good system. You bring in the right people. You have the right GM. Then you hit free agency, and they have the draft picks to do it. Jets haven't had two ones since, what, 2012? Yeah, Sheldon. Sheldon and, oh, 13, 13. 13? Oh, God. That was fun. That was a crazy draft to watch. I was like, at your house. You're at my house. We wanted <laughs> D. Milner. We we did want D. Milner, to yeah, be but fair. But we did not want Richardson. Yeah, because we were so sad. Revis left. We were like, we need yeah. another And That's then, what scares me about this certain guy now, because he seems like the same thing. They they say he's a shutdown corner, but no one throws against him. So how do we know he's a shutdown? And that's what D. Milner was when he was in Alabama. Oh, he's this, yeah. he's that. They threw 30 passes to him the whole year, you know? <laughs> a lot of people just... were upset with Milner, too, with the injury history. Yep. Yeah. Elliot said that as soon as he yeah. got drafted. He said, this guy's had nine surgeries. He's 20. I <laughs> hate people who get injured all the time. It makes me sick. They continually do it. I would stay away from people like that. You'll like Keenan Cole. Keenan Cole has never missed a game in his NFL career, as Matt okay, asked me before the show. <laughs> also, really funny nugget about the 2013 draft. Before the draft, John Idzik said, I want speed. I want a key weapon. I want a guy who's fast, who can make plays after the catch. He literally described Tavon Austin like to a T. Tavon <laughs> Austin went number eight overall, the pick before to the Rams. So pretty fun fact there. 
Oh. Well, it wouldn't have worked out anyway. It wouldn't have worked. It would have been terrible. But yeah, Tavon Austin also was at one point the highest paid NFL receiver of all time. Yes. Whoa. I didn't know that. Well. Yes. He, got, he got like a crazy contract, but it was like at the time like $13 million per year. The receiver yeah. market was garbage, and he just got it when like the cap went high. It was like a whole yeah. onslaught of things. But if you are listening to this, look up Tavon Austin's college highlights and his high school highlights are very, very fun to watch. <laughs> He's like insane. Like wh- I, there's no reason he shouldn't have been better. But damn, I want KJ Wright. The NFL is a different league. It's not the same. <sighs> Dangerous. We'll ah, man. Ah. Going okay. forwards, we're good. You know, we have we're our. We're gonna be club. good. I We're going to go to all the games. We're going to go to the games. Elliot's going to get drunk with us in the tailgate week one. Then he'll be like, you guys are idiots for driving up to MetLife eight times a year. Watching it. Right. I love it. It's one of my And favorite. you'll come to the bar with me and the uh, all the away games. Beautiful. Absolutely. And I'm moving into a new apartment starting in almost a month, which is ridiculous. Huh. I don't even know if oh, I told you that, Elliot. You. But No, I didn't know. That's so nice. Crazy. Me and the missus are moving into the apartment. Good for May both 1st. of you. I'm happy to hear it. Yes, ah, we'll do it. Nice. I'll probably come over for the draft because uh, I don't think we'll be officially moved in by April 28th. I think we're getting the keys a week early, but we got to watch the draft together. We did it last year for the pandemic, which is like, yeah. we probably should have done That's, it anyway. We should have, of course. Oh, it was my birthday last year, so I didn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to okay. hang out at home and get drunk. But <laughs> anything else we want to touch on before we, this has been a great episode, Elliot. We appreciate yeah. you coming on. Any, any parting words you guys want to touch on before we drop? I just want to say, keep faith, Jet fans. You all, we are all in the same boat, and it builds character. And one day we're going to win. And I had so much fun being on this podcast with you guys today. And just, uh, I think the future is going to be good for us. That's what I feel. Oh yeah, let's do it. Nice. There, we did hit a milestone: five thousand downloads so far on this podcast. That's just downloads. Oh, There's, very nice. People, people can listen to the podcast without downloading. You can just hit play. Like 5,000 times download has been hit and people have listened. So we do have a bigger oh, wow. following than I thought, even though people probably listen the first 10 minutes and drop. But All right, something. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> it's been a fun ride. As always, good right. talking to you guys, and we'll talk All soon. All right, boys.